0: Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. I am your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO, Espinosa. And I'm really happy to be here with you on this Damn, Wednesday afternoon? Is it Wednesday? Yes, it is. It is Wednesday. Wow, days are flying so fast. And um, time flies, everything goes. And uh, how are you? Are you on track to achieve your goals for this year? Are you on track to achieve every milestone that you've set, that you have visualized, mentalized? Clearly, uh, um uh, uh, Stated so. I hope you are. I hope you are. Today we have a special guest, Rob. He is an inventor. He is a million-dollar inventor, and uh, he's going to tell us his story. And we're going to have a little conversation with him. And I'm going to let him tell you what was his uh, his invention, how he came to to um, to create it, and uh, it's going to be fun. Today, we actually celebrate National Pack Your Lunch Day. You wanna see what's my lunch? I'm having a, a cheese slices. Havarti cheese. I actually love cheese. It's really nutritious. Um, I did pack this for my lunch today. No, that's not true. But um, it's National Pack Your Lunch Day. Also, we celebrate uh, National Mario Day. So, everybody out there that's that its name is Mario, today's your day. Uh, but this is actually Mario from Super Mario Brothers. So, do you remember that game when you were young when, or right now if you're a gamer? Mario Day. And today it's actual actual National Landline, Landline Telephone Day. It's not cell phone day. It's national line telephone day. Who still has a landline? I I don't think, I don't think, I, we don't have one. Like at least I think we have one, but we don't use it. I think we must have it for the internet down here, but we don't use it. Today's also world national no smoking day. So if you smoke, Try not to smoke today to celebrate that day. And uh, it's up to you if you wanna continue smoking or not. And last but not least, National Ranch Day. Hmm, National Ranch Day. I remember when ranch dressing was the best thing ever in the planet. I think it was the best thing after sliced bread. And uh, I remember my mom and my aunt uh, buying the packages, it it they didn't they did not sell it in in liquid form. They sold it in a package, and they had to make it, and uh, they actually sold the package with a bottle where they had to shake it. And it's a long time ago. So, if you remember that uh, ranch, wow, but okay, and uh, today they. Expect or they hope they sign the new bill into law, the 1.9 billion dollars stimulus to the incentivate the economy, uh, reopen our schools in the U.S., incentivate the small business, uh, another another loan to the to the U.S. Uh, population of 1,400 dollars, and so forth and so on, but. Uh, Let's bring on Rob, our guest, today. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you for for joining us today. How are you today? Where are you you joining us from?
1: Uh, I am currently in Los Angeles, California, Um, but I close on a house tomorrow in Georgia and we'll be moving there this weekend
0: wow so you're also on the closing process of the house we are in the same boat then
1: nice we're not moving to
0: georgia or any other state we are actually staying in california in chula vista and uh we should be we were supposed to close on monday now we're not closing on monday we're closing i think in a week and a half so damn how's been the process
1: Uh, It's been really easy because my wife's in Georgia. I'm not even there. So I've never even seen the house. Uh, Apparently it's great. It's on five acres. It's four times bigger than the house I'm in right now and less than half the price. So uh, I'm excited about that. So uh, it's actually went really quick. The the market is insanely hot right there. So uh, we got the accepted offer on the 28th of February and we closed on the 11th. So it was just an 11 day close. Um, and we had nine offers or there were nine offers on the house. So we were fortunate to get it. So we didn't have to keep battling with these same people to, uh, to get the property we wanted. So
0: the market is insane. We were watching a news this morning, actually, and they were featuring this, this couple that they've presented 19 different offers. None of them have been approved. Nine of them, they've been the highest bidders on those houses, but sellers, for some reason, they did not want to go with their offer. A solid offer, uh, good down payment, good approval, good everything, and the market is extremely hot. And uh, people think, uh, experts think that the prices are still gonna go up six to 10% more, and uh, it's a seller's market. There is no inventory out there. What made you move to Georgia? Leave amazing uh, sunny California, even though it's raining right now in L.A. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: my wife is a stunt woman and um, there's a lot of production happening there. So, you know, she's already worked more in the last three weeks this year than she did all of last year. Um, and it's just a little too slow to open here. It's insanely expensive um, and it just hasn't been worth it for us anymore. So, you know, just uh, we're always up for a new adventure. We sold everything we had five years ago and moved to Los Angeles from Wisconsin. And um, now it's time to unload and move on and start a new chapter. So we're excited.
0: Um, Unfortunately, California, it's very, very expensive state to live, uh, mostly because of taxes, mostly because of uh, compliances. Uh, you're 100% right. I was reading a, a story about Hollywood, uh, actually just dragging their feet to open back, and it's going to take several, several years. Uh, also because of the movie theater situation and things like that. But Dan, well, you, you, your wife is a stunt uh, woman. You are an inventor. Talk to us, like, how did this happen? Like it's, it's amazing.
1: Um, I think that uh, the two of us getting together was what sparked all of this. I mean, we both had our you know goals in life and, and the two of us have just made things happen. So um, my product came about on my wedding day. We got married in Jamaica on the beach, uh, very casual wedding. So I didn't wear a tie. And my brand new freshly pressed shirt was just a crumbled mess and I hated it. So I spent all day tugging at my shirt. And, you know, most of my pictures just looked terrible on the biggest day of my life. So Um, I came home from Jamaica and I started screwing around with shirts and cutting them open and sticking different materials down and trying to figure out what the right solution was. Everything else seemed to be around the collar some way or another, Uh, and there's nothing that reinforced the placket. So the part with the buttons and the holes down the front, that's the part that collapses. There's no structure there. Uh, And the reason is, is dress shirts were designed to be buttoned all the way up and worn with the tie. So um, I'm the first person to take a a material that we actually... uh, developed and uh, it's a permanently installed piece that goes inside of the dress shirt so it's hidden in between the layers so you can't never see it hmm. um, just looks great keeps keeps it structured here and so no matter what you do wear a jacket or what you do all day long it just stays perfect
0: Wow Wow that, that, that is great like that invention came because of your wedding day you did not look you did not like how it looked the shirt look you looked on the pictures And you actually took action you actually took massive action because a lot of us we just say oh i wish i could have done i wish i could have gotten better pictures if if this would have happened and you did the following step after i wish i would have done something differently or i wish i could have done something or i wish i could do something you did something what made you do that Like, obviously it got you really upset about your pictures and and the discomfort. So what happened? Why, what made you do it? Uh,
1: you know, I just think that uh, dress shirts are go to for a guy, at least for me, you know, it's the most versatile thing I can wear. I can dress it up. I can dress it down. I can button it up and wear a tie, I can wear it on I can roll the sleeve. It's just, you know, you wear a dress shirt because you want to impress people. And when it's sloppy and hanging and doesn't look great, then I don't think you're impressing anybody. And it just kind of drove me crazy. Um, I was in a adjacent business in the screen printing and embroidery business so I had a little bit of contact to the fashion world uh, and production. And so I, I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna start tinkering around with this and see what can happen. My wife was insanely supportive and that's what helped you know me go through three years of R&D and uh, a hundred ruined shirts trying to figure this thing out. And uh, we finally got it perfected. And after we'd sold everything we owned and moved to Los Angeles on our ten-day cross-country drive, uh, the patent was approved, which was just you know re- reaffirmation that we were doing the right thing. And so things just kind of lined up right for us, and uh, you know so jumped in with both feet.
0: So, what has been your biggest challenge in in your business? Have you ever had a business prior to this? Uh, were you thinking as you were doing the research and development and all that like going into business on your own for to market this what, what was your thought your train of thought about this like
1: I've had several businesses so I'm not uh, I'm not unfamiliar with it my dad's an entrepreneur my aunt my uncles like everybody kind of has their own thing um so I've got my mm-hmm. uh, my foundation was good. I mean, I started out in real estate when I was like 24 years old. So uh, that's really your own business when you're an agent, because nobody's really there to support you. So uh, I wasn't worried about that. It was just really trying to figure everything out. The hardest part about my product is it needs to be sewn into the dress shirt. And uh, even though there's tens of thousands of dry cleaners and hundreds of 100,000 tailors around, Americans typically don't tailor their clothing like europeans do or they or or asians do um and it's just so getting over that hump to let people know it's really not a big deal to open up a couple stitches on your shirt and have them do this i mean it's only thing that's easier to do on a dress shirt is to put a button back on i mean the tailors that do this once are like oh my god this is so easy i mean it's so easy i taught myself how to sew and i can do any shirt in like five or six minutes so um actually i just got 80 more shirts on my on my doorstep today of uh brands that we buy and we upgrade and we sell on our website. So I got a bunch of Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein and uh, Tommy Hilfiger shirts in. So, um, you know, I taught myself how to sew. It's really easy to do. And so the, the biggest challenge is letting people know that's really not that big a deal.
0: Even though it fits, uh, there's always way for, for improvement. And, um, uh, like, you, you can just go pick it up out of a rack and, and wear it, but... Actually, it looks different if you go to the tailor. It's going to cost you five, ten, twenty bucks to have a shirt tailored to your body and make it make it look better. Like it, it's it's nothing not of the ordinary. Even in Mexico, we do that also in Mexico. You said that you That's have it. you've had multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. What? Uh huh. What? What? How? they What were they? Where are they?
1: So, um, I had my real estate business. I had a uh, screen printing and embroidery business that I started in my basement of my house, um, and grew that to over a million dollars in revenue before I sold that. Um, my wife and I own two commercial buildings. We had 32 offices between the two buildings. So we did a little bit of real estate investing. We sold those two buildings three years ago to buy a, Boat, we bought a 50 foot yacht and started a yacht charter business here in Los Angeles, and that absolutely exploded. Um, which we're selling that business right now. My wife has had a gym, uh, which she started in the park after work at her corporate job. Uh, she became the, named the number one trader in the city of Milwaukee after just two years of being a trainer. Um, you know, she's got her own online uh, website for her fitness business, she's a stunt woman. So we have like five active LLCs between us right now. Uh, And we're always kind of just working on multiple different things. Just, I think it helps keep your brain active and and keeps you thinking. Um, I love the charter business. I'm a 50 ton master captain. So I'm the one driving the boat. And when I'm out there, it gets me away from my desk and it gets me to think outside the box and gets me away from the grind of doing day-to-day work away from email and I just get to think and let my mind wander and and I happen to be making money while I'm doing it so it's it's double great
0: <laughs> entrepreneur gene on you and your wife as well it's amazing so um, if you don't mind sharing three tips like what would be the three basic or or the best tips that you've been shared in your in your entrepreneurial life or you can share with people that are thinking or have just started it their entrepreneur career I, I call them self-employed because I don't call a entrepreneur business owner titles they must be earned so self-employed What would be your three advice that you can give give them?
1: Uh, I mean, number one, uh, you have to persevere. So I've heard no a thousand times a million dollar collar. I mean, we've talked to every major brand. There's no reason this should not be in every single shirt that comes off the rack. And they keep saying no. So we just keep finding other ways to get this into shirts and get it into the hands of customers. So you have to be able to just keep grinding and keep moving forward. Even if you only move forward an inch, you just have to keep moving forward. Uh, Number two is find a, find a niche. I mean, in the charter business and in my business, um, you know, I, I was familiar with charters. I was running another guy's boats and it seemed to me that every other boat was these like two story boats that most of the captains lived on. They weren't very sexy and they weren't very fast. And I didn't like the seating and I didn't like the arrangement and the setup for them. And so when we bought our boat, it was totally different than every other boat. It was faster, it had a big U-shaped seating area so that everybody could sit together. You're always outside. There's just a small downstairs space with a couple bathrooms. So we found a niche, we found a little something different. We set it all up and we did the same thing with our uh, commercial properties. Um, and the third piece of advice is, is uh, find a partner if you're going to find a partner, find someone that, you know, can fill in the gaps. My wife is insanely organized. She's totally type A and she helps make the my ideas come to life. Like I'm not that she's not creative by any means. She's very creative, but I kind of come up with these concepts and then I'm like, "Now what do we do?" And so I've got a partner in million-dollar collar that he's really good at helping to execute on some of those things. My wife was really good at the boat business and organizing and getting contracts done, staying in touch with people and closing sales. And I helped maintain the boat and run the boat. And so we just kind of have our own things. And so, you know, if you're going to find a partner, it's good to to not find someone that's exactly like you, but find someone that's opposite of you that can fill in the gaps. You're going to fight, but I think overall the business is going to be better if you can find a way
0: to work out. Yeah, because both of you have different, different point of views, different perspectives, because you're not the same. You actually complement mm-hmm. each other and you just nail it. You just nail it on, on three tips that every single entrepreneur out there needs to focus on. And, and it's very clear because if you want to sell to the world, unless you have the capacity and you're capable to deliver to the world, that's perfect. But you need to niche. You need to niche because then yeah. you can actually focus your marketing dollars and your efforts to that little niche look at the target uh uh, uh logo that's the, they know their market right but target it's like walmart but they actually know their market they don't go to the walmart people they go to target people mm-hmm. yep. so they it's a huge difference it's a huge difference and also the support from your partner and or your team, most of us look for for team members that are like us or that they are just follow order people, and that's 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 a success. That's a recipe for for failure. People that are just yeah, f- following directions and people that are just yes sir, no ma'am, yes sir, no ma'am. I call them kiss assers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't provide yep. value whatsoever to, to, my, to myself or my company. As soon as I, I smell one or I get in touch with one in my team, they're gone. Because I don't want people like that. No. They don't make me grow nor add value to myself. But uh, you add value to your customers, but but what about your team members adding value to you and your company? Have you ever had an experience like that, that, that uh, if you have a team that, that you can share with us? You know,
1: we've, uh, we've tried, I've tried desperately to hire people. Uh, my dad had uh, seven jewelry stores with 150 employees and he really figured out how to hire uh, people that believed what he believed and he was very successful at it um i just i have not been able to hire people uh in that regard um we've tried it i tried it with the screen printing business i had somebody helping me with million dollar collar early on and i have a hard time of really delegating and saying okay this is what i need you to do so my wife and i all of our stuff has really stayed fairly small we're really good at finding a niche building a foundation growing a little bit of business and then selling it to somebody who can take it off onto the next you know, level. Uh, this will be the third or fourth time we've done that with uh, selling this boat business. So um, that's kind of where we like that's where we're comfortable. And uh, that's where we're going to continue to stay. So um, I know my dad always said if you can get 75 or 80% of what you want out of an employee, then you're great. You're doing a good job. Um, But I think ultimately it comes down to you're right. You have to have people that challenge you and have an open forum that you can discuss because I worked for my dad twice uh, on the sales floor and we had a tough time communicating sometimes because he's sitting up on top saying, okay, well, I'm making these decisions from up here and I think this is what's good for the company. And I'm sitting on the sales floor saying, well, hey, dude, well, don't forget about this and we've got this and don't forget to consider that. And so... You have to kind of be able to see from both sides, uh, and have an open forum for that. So I think that's why he grew so fast and so big. Uh, is is he had a pretty good uh, open line of communication?
0: So he listened. He listened to understand, not to just to reply or response, Because you being in direct contact with the clients, with whomever was getting the service or product, uh, they were providing you very important information that you were sharing with the vision of the company, right? Mm -hmm. So how have you deal or dealt with working with your wife and also with your dad? Like working with with relatives, family members, uh, uh, your husband, your wife, your partner, It's extremely, extremely complicated and it's an art on its own. It's actually an art. You need to know how to deal with it. How have you done it?
1: You know, it's funny. uh, When I was in real estate, I would see all these husband and wife teams and I'm like, oh God, I can't imagine waking up next to somebody and working with them all day and then having lunch and then dinner and then going to bed and then doing it all over again. And then I met my wife and. you know she had a corporate job and i was working from home we bought this building together and then we built an office that was in between basically our two businesses and so we ended up waking up having breakfast together spending all day together and then and so you know in our first three or four years of being in a relationship i feel like we got about 15 years under our belt because we were seeing each other more than most people do um you know we've had some serious battles over business because of business. But I think at the end of the day, we both know where we want to go in life. We both know that we have the best intentions, uh, even though sometimes it might not always come across that way. And so, you know, if we have a blowout, then we, we just have to we reconvene and say, look, this is where I was coming from. And she says, well, this is where I was coming from. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we just kind of missed each other. now that we're on the same level, uh, we just work it back out. Uh, my dad and I have been the, right now we're closer than we've ever been in our lives. Um, you know, but, but we've battled through work as well. I mean, I wasn't always the best at presenting an idea. I'd say, dad, your website sucks. We need to do this. And that's not really a good thing to say to a guy that's, you know, his heart and soul is in the business. So my presentation wasn't always the best. Um, but you know, we, we find a way we, we ended up deciding my dad and I, that our personal relationship was much more important than a business relationship. So, Um, we parted ways in the, uh, corporate world, um, you know, 10 years ago, but he's since come back in, he's retired from that. Uh, and he's very active in both of my businesses, million dollar collar and go tireless. And, uh, I talk to him almost every single day now. So it's really incredible. The the tides have changed a little bit because I'm the boss and, um, and you know he's kind of the support guy for me and it's just amazing having a guy that's so successful there at my fingertips anytime i need him so it's been great
0: so he's he's your mentor
1: oh dude i mean built in he's he started with nothing grew to the largest third largest independent jeweler in the country uh and did most of it in about a 20-year span so um, he's gone from nothing to, you know, 150 employees in seven locations. And so, uh, he's seen it all. He's done it all. And like I said, I phone call text. If I don't, if he doesn't get back to me, it's, it's, or he doesn't answer. It's, it, he gets back to me right away. So it's incredible. he gets to see my mind and you know, where I come up with these ideas and he helps me implement them. And it's just amazing having a guy like that at my, at, at my fingertips.
0: That is that is amazing. That is amazing. Your dad, your mentor, your teacher. That's great. That's amazing. So we we are all we're almost out of time. It's been very enlightening. Everything you shared with us because it's made us actually uh, first of all understand how to work with our our family members, with our partner, uh, uh, husband, wife. Uh, it, it's complicated, but you just nail it. Communication. Clear, straightforward communication, and try to learn to separate uh, your relationship from the business. That it's amazing, and also mm-hmm. your three your three tips to to focus on your company and how to uh, make it grow. That's that's amazing. So share with us your website uh, um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you. Where, how your social media.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the website, uh, milliondollarcollar.com is right there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, We've got, you know, our technology, our, you know, standalone product. We've got shirts that are already upgraded. We have a mail-in service. We've got a lot of great accessories. Uh, We've got a map of about 650 dry cleaners and tailors that we're already uh, available in. We're on uh, Instagram at at milliondollarcollar and uh, Facebook is milliondollarcollar. We don't really use our Twitter so don't go on there <laughs> and then uh, if you know if anybody's got any questions I, I'm very happy to to, uh, to reach out or to answer any questions about the, the patent process or you know your own product and uh, my emails rob at million dollar collar
0: I didn't even go and ask you about your patent process because I am a believer that <laughs> you shouldn't do it on your own I'm a believer that you are expert only in your in your product, not in in others other fields of the business. So you need to hire someone expert to expedite the process and achieve positive results. That's that's what I believe in. I believe on I don't believe on do it yourself uh, sort of um, products for your own business. It's all about yeah. There,
1: it's just expensive. So uh, that my advice on the patent is. I hired the most expensive guy in town because I knew I was going to put my life and heart and uh, soul into this company, and I wanted to make sure I was protected. But boy, once you get started, that is a rabbit hole that you have to stay on. Uh, If you guys are familiar with fidget spinners, uh, the lady patented that, and she ran out of money, and she couldn't maintain the annual fee, and she lost the patent. Somebody came around, and now that became like a freaking $100 million company or business industry. Uh, and it was because this lady lost her patent because she couldn't maintain it. So, if you're going to go in and do a patent, make sure you got deep pockets uh, because the bills just never stop coming, <laughs> ever.
0: And, and and you lose it in ma- in a matter of seconds. I know, and and you can lose your patent in a matter of seconds. I uh, I remember when I was in 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 school, uh, and we we were I think it was uh, business law two or something, like some some, some advanced business law uh, uh, class. And we were actually talking about patents and trademarks. And there's actually people at the National Patent Law Offices, and this is in Mexico, just waiting for the expiration of important patents and trademarks so they can register immediately at the 1201, 111, whatever, to, to gain access to those. So it's it's a very complex uh, world. If you don't know about it, hire somebody expert, really expert. Mm-hmm. As you said, you hire the most expensive uh, uh, lawyers uh, mm-hmm. where you were at, uh, hire experts. Don't try to do it on your own because you can lose everything like this lady did. So yeah. it's, it's, it's sad. Perfect. Well, anything else that you want to share with us anything else any last uh, last comments, anything that we should do we shouldn't do. Uh,
1: yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna make another plug for my beautiful amazing wife. Uh, fitness and health is a huge important part of you know you being successful. Um, she has uh, yeah. come up with a great website. It's called Transformation Room Fit. Uh, They're 10 minute workouts that anybody can do any day at any time. It's 10 or 12 bucks a month. You got unlimited access, and it's just nice to be able to get up, get away from your desk, get away from the kids, get away from whatever's going on, and knock out a 10 minute workout and feel great, Uh, get the blood flowing. Uh, There's no downside to it. So they're really great workouts, a lot of seven and 14 day challenges. There's modifications. Uh, But Transformation Room Fit, check it out, get uh, a membership, and uh, just have them right at your fingertips. You can watch them on your phone, your TV, uh, anything you need.
0: That's actually amazing. Uh, We should probably check it out because you need to change your state at every single moment or phase in your day. Because if you continue with a routine – it's, you said it, it's complex, it's difficult. You need to break the pattern. You need to break your state and uh, you need to check it. We'll, we'll put it up. We'll actually share it on, on our social media uh, uh, and uh, share it again tomorrow. And uh, cool. that, I'm gonna check it out as well because we do need to break, break patterns and uh, uh, do some shifts. So amazing. Well, yeah, I think in the first two weeks
1: really
0: of free, so check you. it out. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So we'll put it in our social media as well. So it's been great awesome. seeing you. It's been great uh, uh, having you. Uh, we learned a lot. Uh, you taught us uh, a lot of things that uh, we have actually commented here, but you are living proof that we must follow them, not just listen to them, but we must follow them. So... We are gonna end up today's show, every single show, we ended up with a quote. And this, uh, this show, we're gonna end up with a quote from Tom Peters, he's an American writer. And he actually said, management is about arranging and telling. Leadership, it's about nurturing and enhancing. So true, so, so true. Well, it's been great seeing you today. See you tomorrow. Bon appétit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website, www.invictus-advisors.com. And don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.